0: This episode of the Film Stage Show is presented by the streaming service Film Movement Plus. Enjoy a world of cinema today on all of your favorite devices by signing up today at filmmovementplus.com. back ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of the film stage show the movie review podcast with filmstage.com with me today we have Bill graham yeah (laughs) okay it's just a day of new stuff all over the place we also have robin Barr. hi and with us a special guest former co-host of the film stage show michael Snydell. hi thanks for having me (laughs) what is up have you been
1: uh, I've been alright. Nothing nothing too exciting. Uh, nothing since last week. <laughs> we I life about to things are different. Things life are different post-film
0: today. stage show has not found you in, like, a state of glory?
1: Uh, I mean, yes, but I didn't want to rub it in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Bill took that one hard. Anyway, uh, yes, this is, you know, we're gonna say technically... The first show post Michael Snydell, even though he is like a bad ex, still hanging around for some reason. Oh, geez. (laughs) Turn in your keys. He came back. He said he just wanted to get his records. And I was like, we don't even have a record player. And then he stormed in and then he sat down and he has refused to move until we, quote, talk about Minari, end quote.
1: I'm just thinking of the Seinfeld episode where George wants to get his books and Jerry's like, why do you want your books? Have you read them already? He's like, yeah, but it's, it's the principle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So anyway, this is uh, officially the start of a new era and we can officially announce that Robin Barr is the new co-host of the film stage show.
3: Yay! I'm so excited. Thank you.
0: You are quite welcome. Um, we had to find someone to fill Michael's shoes, and um, even though they are quite small shoes, we were like, let's get some let's get someone in here. Let's get a heavy hitter, let's get someone who matters. That's Robin Barr.
3: I do have wide feet. <laughs>
0: Wait, okay. Are they like, do you have to get like special wide shoes? Or are they oh, just, yeah. oh, okay. Awesome. Like,
3: I can't walk into a store and buy shoes. That's a privilege.
1: <laughs> Wait, is it different numbers for wide feet
3: or, or it's anything? It's a like W. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, for wide. Okay. It's
1: a W. Yeah.
0: Okay, wow. I'm yeah, like, I've seen I'm like on the, the cusp, you know? It's like, yeah. I got a big foot. You know, I'm a tall man Y'all need to quit
2: walking around barefoot.
3: That's true. That has screwed up my feet.
0: (laughs) Oh, interesting.
3: (laughs) It can make you, like, more flat-footed or whatever.
0: How far have we come from our primate ancestors that now we need the shoes? (laughs) My problem is tall
1: clothes. That's what I've really run into lately because I definitely just lost so much weight during quarantine, but legitimately like shirts are too short now. So now I have to find tall clothes. Wait, so did you lose
0: weight during quarantine? No. Oh. Did you stretch? Like you're
3: supposed to get more compressed sitting on. Your I couch. think what Michael might be
0: saying is that he has put on weight, and so now the extra length in the shirts <laughs> is being stretched in an outward direction.
1: Yes, but tall is actually a thing you can buy as well. Right?
0: Though. No, there there are tall. I mean, like I'm I'm a weird weight class in shirts. Why are we talking about this? I'm a weird weight class shirt size thing because sometimes <laughs> I need the talls, and sometimes the talls are like a full on summer dress on me. Yeah. And it's uh, only getting weirder now that I've started like eating vaguely okay and working out because I'm losing weight and I'm just like, God, I'm going to have to fucking buy clothes again. And I am not looking forward to it. Did
4: you
0: say I could buy hot clothes?
4: Yeah.
0: No, it's just going to be different black T-shirts. Mm. I'm you're not, one of those.
2: So, so, so i like am a real Steve Jobs. That is correct. Yes, you, you should get a wardrobe that has your goal weight, maybe, and then just continuously. That like, is
4: the
3: worst advice you could ever give Bill, I don't know if you <laughs> is like see, an eating disorder advice.
2: <laughs> right. Yes, well, that's I, my inspiration. That you don't have underleaning, underlying like issues like that. No, my Wait, my down.
0: under, I understand that like, you know, people are built different, everything, blah, blah, blah. But mine was literally just like a sedentary lifestyle combined with like terrible habits. And so like, sure. it's, it's amazing that now that I've started slightly giving a shit, um, my, yeah, things are changing. Uh, my daughter, my lovely, beautiful four-year-old who doesn't know how to be not uncouth, literally <laughs> looked at me, poked me in the stomach and said, your stomach is shrinking. Wow. So, and then I said, I know, is it that good? And she said, no, it's not as comfortable. And I'm just like.
3: <laughs> I like her.
0: She's a, uh, she's, she's pretty a awesome. She's a truth teller. Yeah. She's, she's got no, I, again, she's not very cooth. She's got Raising no social up. graces.
3: Whenever I say something that my husband doesn't like, I'll just say, I'm a truth teller. Get used to it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the way you cut onions. I'm a truth teller.
0: Well, how does he cut onions?
3: Oh my god, he's gonna be real mad. <laughs> it's been the fight of the week. I don't know. You know how you cut an onion and you cut it sort of like it you vivisect it or whatever yeah. and you get the perfect rings. He yeah. he has done the opposite. So you get those weird sort of half moons. Anyway. So you it depends on trouble. what
0: you're like if you're mincing an onion. Then you got to cut it a different way because you you want to get like it to cut its own self because it's already in layers. Yeah, I'm making chili tomorrow, um, (laughs) even though I just talked about how I was going to start eating better. Um, It's mostly bean. It's mostly
2: bean. I I buy pre-cut onions. I don't deal with the fucking chopping shit.
0: There is is a running inside joke amongst fans of this show that I am a multi-millionaire. Bill Graham is over here saying I should buy an entire set of clothes that doesn't fit me, and he somehow has found a place where they sell pre-cut onions. So It's it's called Trader Joe's.
2: (laughs)
3: Yeah, Millionaire's Island.
0: (laughs) I shop (laughs) at Shopper's Food Warehouse and Costco, (laughs) so clearly...
3: Uh, Costco is my favorite place on earth.
0: Costco rules. Uh, Costco has the best apples on earth. They are called Ruby Frost. They are in season now. Mm, so okay now, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a that's a plug. Uh, Another Ruby Frost plug apples. for
2: for Costco is you can still buy shit there even without a membership. You just pay just a little bit extra versus price. What,
1: what? Huh. Hey, this is fucking millionaire on our show. <laughs>
3: Don't i don't, love, don't need a costco this. membership a i just kept. pay
0: extra to get more of everything <laughs> anyway they have the
3: best hot dogs on earth
0: oh yes. the, the hot dogs there are fucking fantastic oh, god their
1: smoothies are so good they're
2: uh fucking yeah, yeah, the no. pizza's is good. even good yeah no 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 Jesus. wrong oh,
0: here words. on fucking costco island
3: no, everybody who likes Costco pizza has never lived in New York.
0: No, okay, my... see, I'm. this is the thing, though. I have oh lived God. in New York, well, and I... then I went <laughs> to the wilderness, and I will take what I can get when it comes to pizza. So, like, given the choice between New Park, you know, or Costco, I'm going to pick New Park 100 times out of 100. But here in the, the culinary wasteland of Washington, D.C., a Costco pizza is pretty fucking good.
1: Yeah, it's so much better than it needs to
0: be, and super cheap. Right, like, like you know, if if my choices yeah. are Domino's or Costco, it's yeah. going to be Costco. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Robin,
1: I'm not saying it's the best. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know, what's some good New York pizza,
0: Sabaro. <laughs> That's the uh, the Fuck gif you. of the gif from the office. I'm gonna get a New York slice and walk into a Sabaro. I,
3: I I think I've mentioned this before, but I am friends with a Sbarro. Like I went to high school with a Sparrow
0: family there is a, member. Is it wow. one of these Sparrow's or is it just a person with the name Sparrow?
3: It's not Pizzerina Sparrow. <laughs> okay. It is a cousin.
0: <laughs> I was I was literally thinking that. I'm like, is there actually a Pizzerina?
3: No, but I, from what I'm aware, her family, her parents got together because one of them was like a, fa- a Sparrow family member and somebody else was like an accountant, I believe. So it was a pizza related affair. I'm just
1: thinking of someone being known as the Pizza Harris.
0: <laughs> so that's one of the great jokes on 30 Rock about like just making like a family dynasty out of something that clearly cannot be. The other one is Paz, the egg dyeing company. And she's like, how much money could they have? And he's like, have you ever seen a non Paz egg dyeing kit? They cornered the market, <laughs> they have a monopoly.
3: Is this an <laughs> Easter thing?
0: Yes. Okay.
3: 100%. Shrug
0: Shruggerino.
3: <laughs> I've just, I've never partaken. In Easter? No, I'm Jewish.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. Um, I have been a part of like two or three Passover celebrations. I like it. Anyway. Um, what Sacrificial we talking
4: about? Christian. <laughs>
0: I'm a sacrificial <laughs> Christian. No, oh I'm wait, you mean I'm going that. to be sacrificed?
3: Yeah, exactly. Like that's so- fine.
0: I mean, we're ca- I'm Catholic. We're all about martyrdom. That'd be great for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the type of new show you can expect: tangents on tangents, talking about madness and um, other <sharp> random shit. Let's get a let's let's slightly move towards actually doing what we're supposed to be doing here. You can find us on Twitter at Film State Show, Facebook at Show. give us an email at PodcastFilmStage.com, and of course, uh, give us a comment rating on iTunes. Um, don't forget to go to Patreon.com slash Show to give us your money. For as little as $1 an episode, you get access to our super cool Slack channel and first crack at all of our awesome movie-related raffles. Also, today, we are again brought to you by Film Movement Plus. Enjoy a world of cinema with Film Movement Plus streaming subscription. Award-winning independent features, documentaries, and shorts, as well as restored classics, are all waiting for you to discover. Plus, there are guaranteed new films added every week. Um, I, I was looking through this today, and I found it's, it's kind of like when I found Blown Away on Netflix. And I was like, oh, it's the reality show that was made specifically just for me. <laughs> and there's a documentary called uh, Kingdom of Zydeco. That's just all about, like, a documentarian trying to find, like, the king of Zydeco music. And I was like, uh, yes, please. (laughs) I will be the person who was supposed to be made to watch this movie. And so I am super looking forward to getting that and checking it out. Film Movement Plus is available on all your favorite devices, including Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire. And Film Movement Plus is priced at just $5.99 a month. But because you, fine listener, are a film stage show listener... Film Movement Plus will give you a free 30-day trial plus the next three months at 50% off when you use the promo code STAGE when signing up. So go to FilmmovementPlus.com and start streaming today. So yeah, that's it. Um, we were all here last week, so I don't feel as though we need an update from anyone. Uh, Bill Graham, I assume it's like once again a balmy 70 to 80 degrees in Texas.
2: Oh, wow. Fuck. Um, yeah, it is. It was 60 degrees and humid as hell when I was running in the morning. You so the
0: cold. Yet? <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I missed the seasonal change. Like when's that supposed to happen again?
0: I think it happened to know. you. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, It's been nasty here. So it's been yeah, fun. That's the Houston. Or that's the Houston. That's the Texas I know and love. Anyway, we are here today not to talk about Pizzerina Sabaro or Sacrificial Christians or the weather in Texas. We are here today to talk about the film Minari, which is out on, what is it called, PVOD? Is this PVOD or is this just a straight-up rental? (laughs) No one's going to answer me. Thank you so (laughs) much for leaving me twisting in the wind, everyone. Anyway, this movie... Pvod is a terrible word. Um, no, that's awful. No. <laughs> anyway, you can one hundred percent find this and uh, stream it for money, and um, it has uh, gotten all kinds of awards attention throughout the year. But now that it is live to the masses, we are talking about it, it again. Is Minari, uh, the new film from writer director Lee Isaac Chung? This movie stars Stephen Yun and Yuri Han. Uh, amongst many others, and um this, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the description off of IMDb, which might have saved me some confusion if I had done it before watching the movie. A Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. Here is the trailer. David, look,
2: they're wheels. Wheels? 여기 대체 어디야? 집이지. 우리
4: 새로 시작한다고
0: 그랬잖아 all right that is part of the trailer for minari new film out for rental now let's talk about it we begin as always with our guest michael Snydell. what are your spoiler free thoughts on minari? Oh, that's- holy shit okay <laughs> i haven't been a guest in 200
1: episodes <laughs> um Okay, yeah, so th- the thing about Minari is I, is I, I saw it uh, late last year, and uh, I, I didn't uh, like it uh, uh, particularly um, – I didn't particularly like it. I, I thought Steve Yoon and uh, especially the uh, the actress who plays his wife, Monica Yeri Han, who's also in a lot of Hong Sang-soo films. Uh, I thought they were both fantastic, but I was really frustrated with the fact that we were mostly – getting this story through, uh, the main, uh, through who's basically our main character, a young boy named David, um, and, uh, especially a, uh, grandma, um, whose name is, uh, Sunya, I think it's her name, but either way, I, I, I thought it was, um, Okay from moment to moment, but as far as the plot, I, I found it very unsatisfying and just kind of overly self-conscious. And I I, I rewatched it today. And wouldn't you know it, I'm slightly positive on it now. <laughs> so um, I guess what I'll say is I still have a number of reservations about this movie. I kind of wish it was a domestic drama first instead of a coming-of-age film, Um I still can't get on board with Will Patton and I don't love the way I, the plot kind of like becomes very much a thing towards the end. But I, I really, I, I was kind of impressed with the density of detail between this family, whether it's, um, you know, how, how Monica, uh, the, the mother like holds David when he's uncomfortable around his grandma. What Whether um, the dynamics between uh, Steve Yoon's character and his his son, the uh, there's just a, a sense of, um, I, I really get a certain lived sense of what it's like to be around their family. <laughs> Maybe less so around the daughter. <laughs> it doesn't exist that much as a person. <laughs> um, yeah. But then the... The last thing um, I'll say, though, is what I liked about this movie that I didn't really notice as much last time um, is that I I think it does a pretty good job of showing what uh, what Monica and Jacob are going through and how it's completely over the head of their kids to different extents, like the older sister – Knows somewhat what's going on, and she's certainly seen fights enough, uh, you know, that they're throwing airplanes saying, don't, paper airplanes that say, don't fight. Um, But I I think that it's surprisingly smart about some of that incidental stuff, uh, less so about like things like health issues and things like that. And lastly, I'll just say um, I'm not sure where everybody lands on this, but I will say, this has been – I haven't seen people gravitate to a film like this in, in years. Um, like there are so many specifically Asian writers from around the world, um, both U.S. writers I know, writers I know in Indonesia, in um, Korea, in, in Japan. It's It's been really fascinating to – and it was a little – uh, it made me feel really bad that I didn't like this movie that much the first time. So I, I will say that a lot of this stuff apparently rings true to a lot of people who have gone through this. And lastly, I'll I'll say that I actually tweeted about Will Patton's character. And um, a few people from Arkansas responded to me and said, oh, yeah, no, I totally know a Will Patton. <laughs> wow. So that's all to say, I think this movie is interesting, but I just wish it was a little less concerned with plot and a little less uh yeah self self-conscious. Um but yeah uh yoon and especially uh Yeri Han are they're great. That's what I'll say with
0: yeah that's, that's kind of my opinion up <laughs> all right. And now our new host, Rambar, what did you think <laughs> of Minari?
3: Um, I, I really loved it. And it's the kind of film where, as I was watching it, I was kind of taking it and probably in the same way that you were, Michael. Um, you know, very slice of life. It seemed very familiar in some ways, um, just through, through the details and the storytelling. And then it really blossomed for me uh, when when the grandmother arrives uh, with this family and it became much funnier than I initially thought the film would be. Um, it really seemed like it was going to be one of those classic coming of age dramas, um, you know, with lots of different questions about what it means to be an American. And and it was that, but it, I was laughing nonstop throughout this film. And I think that's what really differentiated it for me um, from other similar types. And just some of the some of the nonverbal details uh, you know pe- people's reactions on screen um, seeing just how lived in these characters felt um, I agree with you Michael that some of the plotiness especially the end um, drew it back for me I wasn't really sure if I was all that invested in the marriage um, you know the film the film kind of questions like are should these people stay together? Um, mm. Where should they go if this farm does not succeed? And I don't know if I ever really if I ever really bought that that was a place it could go. Um, and maybe that's also because the director took this from autobiographical autobiographical parts of his life. Or rather, he based the, this on his childhood. So I didn't really feel like, oh no, what's going to happen to this family? I was just kind of taking it in. Um, but I really loved Yuna Jung. I thought she was incredible. My probably my favorite supporting um, performance of this year. And mm-hmm. I also really loved Will Patton. Um, I thought he was really excellent as well. Um, also one of my favorite supporting roles. I think. The kid who plays David Alan Kim um, was really excellent, like a really what's the word?
4: A, a, a he good felt like child a kid.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but he's like he felt like a child without being too performative, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the way that kid know. actors can be too <laughs> precocious. Like he didn't seem too precocious to me. He felt innocent. Um just so many of those moments. Like I loved the whole through line of the Mountain Dew. <laughs> And how how David reacts to his grandmother not being uh, the kind of, you know, lovey-dovey, <laughs> bakes-you-cookies type. I think that's really what made Soon-Chuck um, stand out so much. Um, I just, I thought it was really great. My only setback really was the ending. I just couldn't really make heads or tails of it. Um, but yeah, definitely one of my favorite films of 2020.
0: All right. Bill
2: Graham. Yeah, so I had heard a lot about this film. Uh, I wasn't able to watch it before kind of our year-end stuff and all of that, but uh, it was definitely on my list. It was a
1: little bit hard to see. We should say that. Even as critics, there were some weird windows (laughs) to see this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, apparently it was it was like it available for a lot of people around a certain time period. And then it just kind of disappeared from, you know, certain certain availability. Yeah. Um, I, I know when I reached back out to try and get a screener for it you know, with year and stuff, I got just ghosted and I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um so that that happened. Uh but anyways, um, I had been looking forward to seeing this film for a while. Um, you know, it's funny because Yoon has kind of cemented himself right now and it's it's both unfortunate, but it's also kind of it is, I guess a a indication that he is a recognizable uh korean american face and that helps kind of cement him as someone to go to he also just happens to be fucking talented so that certainly helps as well um and i I just found it so interesting to look at it from this perspective. It, the other thing that I really enjoyed about this film is, is that it's quietly a period piece without really like being, being all about the period necessarily. um, Which is a touch that I didn't realize, you know, going in. Um, So I really enjoyed this, but I do have some, some kind of qualms not with the plottiness, but more of with the marriage itself and how much I'm supposed to be rooting for it and things of that nature. The other big thing is that I really didn't find my rhythm with this film until the grandma shows up as well. Uh-huh. So um, I think – and I don't know if that's just kind of the slower, quieter, methodical nature of the film or if that's just really when it kind of hits its stride. But either way, I was I was glad when she's introduced and uh, it certainly helped kind of liven things. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um I don't know where it would end up on my kind of top 10 list, but, um, you know, that shit's over with. So who cares?
0: Exactly. <laughs> we can get back to liking movies again. <laughs> yep.
3: I think it was my seven or something. My six or my seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It was in my top 50. After today. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even have a top 50. At some point, nothing means anything
1: i i just rank everything i see throughout the year like a crazy yeah person. that's I, I,
0: I no that's know. not a crazy person thing to do if you see if you see a lot of movies you have to start ranking them immediately or else you run the risk of doing what i do which is every year go oh i forgot i saw that yeah <laughs> well, then maybe the in my film does
3: not deserve to be recognized if you forgot it oh like, i
0: mean robin no. i've seen
1: all-time movies and still forget <laughs> Like, yeah, like, this is why I have letterbox. <laughs> I really, really,
0: really liked uh, Another Round and then just totally forgot to rank it. And I was like, when I found that out, I was like, oh, no, <laughs>
3: I don't know. Shit. I feel like if it slips away. Then, then yeah. that was meant to be.
2: All right. Well, I, I mean, know. you know, so, oh, sometimes you got to remember true. shit and you got to write stuff down.
3: Like, oh, I write everything down. I write everything
0: okay. down. Well, la da. Look a at you,
3: list maker.
0: Well, then hopefully uh we'll but be not on avoid, In in your tenure on this show, maybe we'll be able to avoid some of the things that happened with Michael, and he's just like, oh, I've ah uh, shit. Fuck, I was gonna say something. Uh go on. Move to someone else, I'll remember.
3: <laughs>
0: and I have notes too. I have no excuse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do use letterbox. I just started using it.
0: Oh yeah, letterbox rules. I love letterbox. Um what was I gonna say? Oh right, it's my turn. Um I I I liked this movie, but I found it to be frustrating in places, and it's kind of for the thing that we talked about the other week, where it's just like you know, how much do I really want to just watch someone suffer (laughs) Mm. for, for things that feel more like they're the actions of a writer who wants someone to suffer than for like real life reasons. I don't like, it's hard to describe writing Like writing a movie like this is a difficult task because clearly you want stuff to happen, but there's a point where if one good thing happens, I then immediately thought, okay, now what are the two bad things that are going to (laughs) happen? Because that's yeah. the rhythm we've yeah. rocked ourselves into. And, mm. you know, it, it happened. It always happened. It was just the way it was. Like, the second they got good news, I was like, run! <laughs> no <Run> way.
4: <laughs>
0: this could only end poorly for you. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it became it became kind of a back and forth thing. And I won't say, like, what I started chanting to myself, like, for the final 15 minutes of this movie. But, because it's a spoiler... But, um, you know, there was definitely a part where I was like negotiating with the movie as I was watching it and just being like, I swear to Christ, <laughs> I will hate you if you don't do this. Uh, but luckily it ended up kind of doing that. So I, I was fine. I, I got I got what I wanted. I think that it's it's really well acted. As Michael said, it's really well observed. It's generally just like a really, a really nice, aesthetically pleasing movie about a family that's going through some shit. I had no idea it took place in the 80s like for the long like I don't even know if I realized that when the movie was over wow. like and that's not a that's not a bad thing. But I, there was definitely a point when they got into the house and then I was like looking at their TV and I was like, "I it could just be that they're like socioeconomically not well off. But that feels like <laughs> maybe. Like, did, the,
2: did the mention of Reagan not not give
0: you a hint? I don't share maybe your... it flew over my head. I feel like i don't didn't remember getting the mention of reagan
1: i will i'll uh I'll fall on the funeral pyro with uh with brian here i I had some sense it was period, but I absolutely did not know it was eighties uh when I first saw it, and I only knew that very recently
0: so <laughs> but um yeah you know i'm I'm a big fan of I, I there's a lot of things that I liked in this movie like there, there even if it had done the thing that I hated. <laughs> I probably would have still liked aspects of it well enough to speak of it more more kindly than I have some other movies that I've disliked recently. Um you know, just like the observations about the family, the way that like no one's quite a saint, the the way that um they they interact with uh people in their community, um people who like <laughs> perform what would nowadays be called microaggressions mm-hmm. but who yeah. are still coming from like a generous place it's just that they like it's their own ignorance that's making them act that way and it's met with grace and then everyone kind of gets along like was, that's it, it, super nice to see
1: <laughs> it was like a little bit more interesting than the average like bullying you're getting, which obviously i'm not saying that's
0: not unrealistic
1: right. but it was like it was thought through a little bit little bit more than, there's a than point where a say. girl
0: walks up to the the daughter of the family and says can yeah. you stop me if i say something <laughs> in your language <laughs> and then just starts <laughs> rattling off like the most offensive asian stereotype stuff but then she lands on one and they're both super excited about it And i was like this is adorable like, this is, that is exactly the kind of it's, thing that it's you it's say, it's, not right? because you're, yeah. not because you're, like, being mean, but just because you're like, I'm seven, and this is how my brain works. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, and, and, like, the when the boy comes over to, to David, and he's like, you know, why do you got a flat face? And David's just like, I don't. And he's like, all right, well, you want to chill? Like, you want to come over and hang out at my house? Like... That was my big opening question, and you're still here, so let's just be be bros now, and um, I, like that just
1: just because I didn't have this, but I was amazed neither of them threw up when they had chewing tobacco. like this isn't a plot thing whatsoever,
0: but this you're just is getting that from random thing. Uh, have you ever had chewing tobacco?
4: yeah
0: okay and cause, it ended badly <laughs> yeah i was about to say because i have not that I, from the sandlot the sandlot exactly i was just <laughs> oh, like oh, that's
1: right. right that's
0: what it is yeah yeah <laughs> just like but they like put so in the sandlot they put no! so much like it's clear that 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 boy whose name i cannot recall um sure. has done this before and knows the proper problem <laughs> he tells him not to eat it too which is good yeah, because well, yeah. a lesser man would not have told a friend of that <laughs> um and then just like the way that you know it 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 shows the uh, the the similarities even though these are people from very different worlds like the fact that they they find happiness in a faith community you know rallying around a similar a similar godhead you know just things like that 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 show the way that you can kind of enfold yourself even while still maintaining your your home culture through both language and what they choose to grow i mean it's it there it was a lot there was a lot here that was really awesome and then thank god it it went the way it did, or else I would have been furious with it for squandering all of my goodwill. <laughs> but yeah, Minari, I say uh, get out there and see it. I, I, I enjoyed it, and my daughter enjoyed it. Hmm. Very weird, um, or, or stay stay at home and see hmm. it. Well, yes, that's also true. But yeah, when so my <laughs> so daughter, we
3: all liked it to some degree. We
0: did, yeah. we did. I like again when we get into Aww. spoilers, I can talk more about how I was like, oh god, really, are we doing this now? But I think it. I think it lands on its feet. I think it pulls it off. And I again, my my daughter was just sitting there, laying in bed with me, like. And he, I've talked about her watching movies with me before, and how like she just yeah. straight up walked out of Martin Eden. Sure. <laughs> and
1: and the hidden life too, right?
0: <laughs> uh, no, she was kind of down for a hidden life. I think her her mother. I think it was bedtime. Okay, but this time okay. it was bedtime too. But then the second her mom left, she left her room and came back to watch with me. And I was like, I cannot pause this. I need to keep watching. As long as you are quiet when they're speaking English, because otherwise I can still read the language at the bottom of the screen, the subtitles. But she like became invested and was like super curious. And I think part of it was because I don't know how old David is supposed to be, but she like recognized him as a child that was around her age Mm -hmm. Mm. and like asked a lot of questions, wanted to know why she couldn't understand them. I had to explain like where Korea was and like language to her again, because I tried that with Martin Eden, but it apparently didn't stick. And then when it was over, when it was over, she asked if we could watch it again.
3: Wow. Oh, wow.
0: I was like, did we you can read but...
3: aloud the subtitles to her.
0: I did not. She was going yeah, was all off of uh, facial cues and stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's true. such a great story. It is. Yeah, that's awesome. She was, she was really invested. Um, and then it was over she asked if we could watch it again. I said, not right now. Cause it is like nine o'clock and you were supposed to be in bed an hour ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She wants to watch it again, not to stay up.
4: <laughs> no, cause like
0: she, she'll, she'll legit. Usually she'll say, I want to watch like my thing. Like, can you put on like a, a video game on YouTube or something? And I'll be like, no, go to bed. This is the only <laughs> time that she has attempted to rewatch a movie that I was watching and not take control of the television.
1: How many times has she watched
0: Totoro now? Oh my God. It was like three (laughs) times in one day on Thursday. And luckily that movie is like magical and I will never grow tired of it. But also her, her requests to go out into the forest and find Totoro are becoming hard to ignore. (laughs) (laughs) They're, uh, they're slowly turning into like, you know, the beginnings of a riot.
3: (laughs) Your daughter has, Good taste, whereas the movies that I would constantly rewind and fully like rewind it in the rewinding machine and watch again over and over was like Richie Rich, (laughs) (laughs) like all these other terrible. I mean, I would like to rewatch it, but like so many bad movies from childhood that I would that I look back and I'm like, I know intellectually that it wasn't good. I even knew that at the time, and yet (laughs) it couldn't get enough. Like, I couldn't get enough of like fantasizing about a mcdonald's in my basement
0: i mean that's that's um, the real thing isn't it we all <laughs> the just dream. wanted to the mcdonald's <laughs> in our basement
1: D- is that the what one- you did with your first million
3: brian <laughs> Yes, yes, it first is. McMillion. i'm like barbara
0: streisand i just have i have like a, a mall that has nothing in my size in my basement because i miss shopping amongst the regular people
3: <laughs> and you need hot
2: clothes now
0: yeah, I do, but I need to buy them smaller so I have thin-spiration.
2: <laughs> there you go, yes! Just remember,
0: oh, nothing Nick. tastes as good as thin feels.
2: Oh boy, that's not what welcome, I said.
0: Welcome to Toxic Tumblr, everybody.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm leaving, Jeez, I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> Bill, uh, honestly, the real flaw with your plan is that I have no goal weight, and even if I knew what it was, I wouldn't know what would fit me then.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I was... Like mainly just joking, but like, you know, it's good to not switch your wardrobe if you kind of grow out of it, I think.
0: So well, I, that you yeah, have, I just
2: have something to fall back on to basically go, oh, you know what? Uh, now I'm thin again and or thinner, I should say. And <laughs> now I can fit into those clothes that I, I still really like and enjoy, you know. But I think I think everybody can go with a, a clothing overhaul every every decade or so. I, think, I would 100 percent need back. to start
0: buying new clothes. That is true. Even yeah. Even if I weren't losing weight, I would still be like, this shirt has a hole in it. And it's becoming harder to just hold my arm in a way that no one will see it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. I don't want to embarrass myself too much, but like I went through my closet recently because I was like, all right. I don't like this surprise where I'm like trying to look for real clothes every once in a while. And it's like, oh, no, this doesn't fit me. I can't even put one pant leg. On it. So I, I did this and I, I swear there were a few shirts where I got them on and there was one that I pulled it. And the button just came up. And I'm like, all
4: right.
3: It's the but, cartoon, okay. like Homer Simpson, you himself. <laughs> yes. Wow.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: I, um, I- yeah. I'm just, I, I'm lucky though, that I'm doing this at a time when like, we're all still in lockdown. And even if we weren't, I'd still be working from home all the time because I literally can just let my current clothes turn into circus tents. And I don't care. <sighs> Like, that's my thing is like, if I go from like a 2X to an X to an L to like an L slash M or whatever, I'm not about to like start buying new clothes every three months. So I can just hang out in the parachute that used to be my shirt in pants that are four inches too big for me and no one gives a shit. It's a perfect time. Anyway, Minari. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I also wanted to had- say oh, the the grandma. Awesome. Yeah, loved her. I-, I agree with all of you on that point. <laughs> She uh, oh, reminded no. me a lot of my own grandmother, except my own grandmother could cook and bake as well.
2: I I love that she never gets offended like at all. And th- there's there's one moment l- kind of in the mid middle of the film. Uh, we're not in spoilers yet, so I'd kind of be vague. But she I- is kind of witnessing a uh, a punishment. And she just ends up jumping into the middle of it and is like, nah, he's awesome. I still like this kid, even though like she she ended up doing something because of the kid that is just absolutely disgusting and also something that like a true kid would just like do and be like, "Eh and he even like brings it up later. And you're just like, wow. I I really like Yeah, (laughs) I, I like the dynamic between him and the grandmother and I just found it like I agree that the the uh daughter is is kind of a uh, you know a, a, a nothing character but Non-existent. man <laughs> That's
4: yeah unfortunate
2: the, the the little boy and the grandma just have such personality and you know it's funny I I wonder I'm not going to say that like because this is based on a you know, uh, his own kind of it, it, we should mention it's written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And it's one of those things where I don't know if he's just drawing only inspiration from what he experienced. And so maybe this is kind of, you know, his, his limited perspective, but I don't know. it, It does feel like at the very least that character relationship is just so rich and so nuanced that it almost makes up for it. It almost makes you kind of see past it.
3: Yeah. They are great friends. That's what I really loved about it is it's not just a boring grandma and that sentimentality that we have Mm -hmm. all seen and hopefully maybe experienced ourselves. I had a very close relationship with my grandmother, Uh, but they're truly Buddies, you know, playing the cards and watching wrestling. And, and they don't
2: and start out that way, you know.
3: Exactly, and they really grow into it. And I really enjoyed watching that relationship blossom. Um, I totally agree with that. And you know, a few of you have mentioned that you didn't realize this was the '80s, and I want to point out that some of the art direction is actually quite detailed, and maybe also in ways that I wouldn't have necessarily recognized myself. But a friend of mine who's Korean American was saying that she was astonished at how much they got right for the period. Um, mm. Because as she was watching it, she was like, oh, this reminds me of my childhood. And it was like little things here and there that felt so lived in for her that went over my head a little bit. Um, but was was for her a sign of how thoughtful the direction was and how thoughtful the production was.
1: Not to put you on the spot, and uh, but uh, can you remember any specific... Details or like uh, decorations that they recognize?
3: Um, I wish I could. Car. We both saw the film back in November, and mm-hmm. so it's like a little bit fuzzy, but I think she was saying some of the products that they were using. Okay. Maybe um, even some of the clothing and the, f- the food, um, the food aspects. So, like, I, I wish I could remember the details, but she just said that they clearly put a lot of thought into each object that they chose to be in frame.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I can definitely see that and I I think yeah, I mean I mean in hindsight I'm sure that, that there are certain things where I was a dummy for not recognizing that as as being period. I I do
3: like is this period or is this Arkansas?
1: No. Yeah. Or like yeah. It was a budget situation. Like uh, they were buying things that did seem very dated just because that that's what was available. Or right, well, it,
0: I, sorry. I'm sorry. I remember thinking, uh, you know, as we're talking about this, it, I, I used to listen to the podcast that went along with the, the Americans where they would talk to different members of the mm. crew. And one of the things they said was like the the worst thing that you can do in a period piece. If it's like, if it takes place in 1983, and everything is from 1983, that's not reality. Uh, People held on to stuff, you know, cars linger. So, like, what you're really trying to do is, like, 1973 to 1983. You know, you got to have that mix. And then it was funny because then they said, and then, of course, for the scenes in the Soviet Union... What you really want is like 1953 to 1973, even though wow, it's 19, that far, they're just okay. like, you know, they're, they, you know, I don't know if you know this, Michael, but things weren't great in the Soviet Union. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they were like, you know, they just they had to hold on to things longer. It's like um, it's I, this is a, a known thing now, I think. But like if you want like a really, really awesome, like well-maintained classic car, you got to go to Cuba. Cause mm-hmm. like they just didn't have any new ones for a while. So everyone kept really good care of theirs and kept them running. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. So like I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh, I guess this could be the nineties. Cause like, I realize now that I haven't seen anyone use a cell phone. And then yeah. the, the thing though, that did, that did kind of clue me in finally was when Paul, Paul's his name, right. Who's played by Will Patton. Um, yes. <laughs> he shows up and he has the money cause he was in the Korean war. And I was like, yeah. okay. He, yeah, alright. So he is clearly like fifties-ish. The mm. Korean War was in like the fifties, so he's he's gotta be at least like that's where we are now. So it helped that actually helped me to figure it out. And I really Thank loved you. his 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 whole relationship with the family. Like mm. wanting to help them in that weird kind of like insistently Amorphous Christian goodness kind of way, and I love that. That Jacob is just like you're. You're weird, man. <laughs> like, <you're, laughs> yeah, he doesn't strange, any
4: fools. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they they get along and they make it work. I, I guess I, I think we I should have spoilers. Yeah, I, I guess we should. I, I just I,
1: I would like to talk about Will Patton for for just a little bit because I, I think it is interesting because it does seem to be things or something that is dividing. Um, some people, and, and and again, I I mean, I've said this a number of times, but like, I've lived in the Midwest for my whole life. So I, I can't, uh, you know, speak to what an experience is like in the South. And as I said, when I tweeted about Will Patton, there were a bunch of people who said he was realistic to them, but I I think there's still something, I guess I'm going to have to come out and say, I didn't, I don't particularly like the grandma in this movie that much. What? I, but I, I guess what I want to get into is I think that Will Patton and the grandma um, they, they're they're not quite as effortless as as everything else. And I you are right that even the movie recognizes you know um, Will Patton's character is kind of an oddball and the grandma is supposed to be not the typical grandma. But I still think they're. I, I st- still found a lot of interactions with the plot that they wanted to do with those characters just a little bit awkward. I, I mean, I, I guess a plot is going to be the word that keeps coming up for me, um, and obviously we can get into that in in spoilers. But I, I think what's really strange about this movie, and and Robin, where you when you were talking about this earlier, it it, it um it kind of reminded me like. For a long time this movie doesn't need a plot. And then every once in a while it's like, hey guys, we we had a couple of these things that we need to pay off on. And it's just like you you don't need this. You could have still told the story of of um resilience with this family without like, you know, having someone with health problems and like I, I don't know. I guess we can get into it in, in spoilers, but Will Patton especially was someone who really kept reminding me of where we wanted to go. What with this story of, of an immigrants. So I'm just cur- curious, like did anyone else here either see something relatable in Will Patton or just like him as a character and just took him as this oddball. I, I'm just wondering how everybody reacted to his character specifically. Definitely the
3: kind of, guy that would make me uncomfortable uh, if I met him in real life, but I would also try to engage with him respectfully. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm not saying he was mentally ill or anything like that. Um, maybe maybe traumatized uh, yeah. from some of his experiences, but I've had conversations with folks like him and, you know, you just have to kind of improvise that conversation and, and be as engaged as, as you can, but I would probably Not want to spend too much time with him. And I think that is not something that really bothered me about his character. He felt really real to me because of that, because I have met Mm. people, not necessarily maybe as religious or as outwardly religious as he was, but just so insistent on wanting to be friendly and helpful and. Yeah, he's kind of like real. <laughs> you know, he wants to be real with people, um, but also you feel a little bit guilty for not wanting to engage that much. 100%. That's why I thought it was a very good performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've I've known people like that, not to like the. I mean, like you know, I never worked in a field with them, and they didn't carry yeah. crosses on on roads. But like, yeah, I mean, especially because like, again, I'm Catholic. And so if I if I meet someone else who's Christian there's like that immediate like oh right yeah Jesus he's great and then yeah. <laughs> but like there have been so many times where like I I realized too late that like they're an evangelical protestant or some yeah. like other type of like really really super intense sort of Jesus freak level and and speaking like speaking in tongues yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if any of them ever actually done that, but exactly that type of person. And, like, sure. I've had the moment where they're like, you know, can we pray together? And I'm like, we're in a fucking grocery store. <laughs> like, this, is not the, this is not the time. Like, are you asking me, like, literally right now or later? Because either way, I don't usually no. do that. Like, no, yeah, that's not. I pray alone. Um. So, no, like, I'm just going to, like, no. But, like, there is... It is that thing where it's like, they're not really doing anything wrong. I don't feel threatened. Like, you know, they're a nice person, but like, yeah, the, the level of fervency of their faith and desire to be helpful and everything is like a little off putting, but like, yeah, there's like, but it is one of those things where then at the same time, like how many times have I heard a story that's like, oh yeah, he was just the local town character. And then they found all those heads in his freezer
4: oh but like, that's yeah. not nice
0: no but like I mean that's the thing though is that like you know true crime has polluted my brain but um so so yeah I I felt I actually felt that he was a very well-observed well-acted character that like I really quite enjoyed and um yeah I mean he he was definitely part of my whole like again sure. just as we as we drift towards the spoiler section I was just like some happens to Will Patton, man. Like, or if if he does something, like <laughs> yeah. if this turns into like like a like a of mice and men type of thing, I'm gonna be fucking. Oh yeah. Crazy. Oh no. But see, that's where my brain was, because again, you start no, getting lulled into sense. this like every good thing must be visited tenfold upon them in a tragedy. Yeah. And it still does do that, but like at least it avoids most of the ones that I was thinking of. You know.
1: I think I think the one thing I'll say about uh, Patton, and I, I feel like I, I, I mean, I want to be clear. I think it was certainly the devout aspect combined with this. Because, you know, I mean, I, I very much agree with all of you that I've certainly uh, I've met people, and I mean, I don't mean to be classist, but literally uh, by the fact of, you know, whether you're talking to homeless people or don't have a... Uh, Sorry, I don't have a chance to have uh, any help for you know mental um, you know for bipolar or borderline or any of those various things and And I think you know I mean that's obviously a really complicated thing to put on screen, but I think in this film, especially, it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb to me and, and and I mean you guys are you guys are right like it, he's not he's not one note. But I think his and – I'm going to get away from the music metaphor there. I just – there's something about him, though, that, again, sticks out to me in this movie that, for the most part, he just – he feels kind of affected in in some of his things. Like, I I will say the scene I really like is uh, the scene where he's at their house and then – he, uh, um, he, and um, I'm sorry, not Susan. Excuse me. Uh, he and Monica uh, bond over, mm-hmm. over like healing. I, and I thought that was like a really interesting scene. But a lot of the stuff with him, like him carrying the cross down the road, like I, I don't know. There's just something about that.
2: Let me let me ask you this, Michael. Yeah, please. Would he not stick out in most films? No, that's a totally fair question. I I, I mean, I mean, that's that's what we're at, right? Like if in is, Blade Runner is...
0: twenty forty nine, Will Patton <laughs> <laughs> showed up.
2: I know. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. I think I think what you're struggling with is is just verbalizing the fact that like he clearly has something. Whether you want to come out and say there's something wrong with him or not, clearly that's kind of like what is what he is portraying. He's he's got some kind of damage to him in some mental or physical or some kind of capacity in a way that makes you kind of go, do we need this kind of character in this film? That that is so quietly observed and so so just kind of I, I guess for lack of a better word, like like what Brian was saying, nice in a way that's like a roundabout way of being nice, where it's like these people are are approaching these Korean Americans and being like, you know, saying racist shit and then they don't react to it and they're like cool all right well we got past that uh want to be friends now and they're right. just and it's like, not like yeah, it's a I test guess.
0: or anything it's just like i have no way of yeah, knowing no what is it. like right to say to you so i'm just gonna say the first thing that pops into my head it's yeah, um, it's, it's, it's having conversations with kids right, right. and it's, I mean, it's, I have,
2: it's, it, you know, if, if this came from any of the adults it would be a whole nother thing and the yeah. fact that A lot of this stuff comes from other kids is just kind of one of those things. But I I definitely like understand what you are kind of, at least from my opinion or from my my viewpoint, like getting at is like this character just feels out of place in this film, but I don't know if he fits into very many films. Period, and so maybe yeah. that's why we we feel weird about it. But I just think it it's one of those character details that more than likely, if you you know listen to some interviews with the director, it it it's probably comes from his childhood and it's probably something that actually happened, and so that's yeah. why this character is here. And you know I, I get it. Like you are a writer-director so you can omit a character like that. But I guess if you are a kid and trying to relate what you experience as a Korean-American growing up in in America in the 80s and you leave out a character like that – like, what does that say? You know? And so it's, it's this weird thing where it's like, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I, I remember, I remember a lot mm. of this kind of coming around when, um, and, and I can't, uh, Alfonso Cuaron's, uh, film Roma and yeah, Roma. And, you know, he was like, Hey, this was my perspective. Like, you know, these things happened and people were kind of coming at him about like the reality in his film that he kind of presents. And he's like, uh, like this is what happened like i don't i don't know what to tell you yeah. like i can't i can't i'm not going to rewrite these characters like he even went out of his way to go track down if i if i remember correctly to track down like the maid that like worked at it yeah and it's like mm-hmm. the, but even still even with that level of like that being out in the public sphere people were still like I, I I just didn't didn't feel like that character was true to life. and it's like, I don't know what the fuck y'all want anymore, you know <laughs> at a certain point. so i and I don't mean to come at you, Michael, but no, I mean fine. that's 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 just kind of where it's like, I don't know it's it's just icky if you do it and icky if you don't and it it just sucks. So I think that
0: the movie you know. straddles that line by making him an actual character. Like if he was just like a yes. guy in the town, it might be it mm-hmm. might be ickier. Like I mean the the, yeah. the the son's friend's dad is a guy who like seems real. Like real. Seems like normal or like baseline, you know. yeah Even though he's like yeah, just yeah. tell your mom I was here last night, like I don't know, I'm doing stuff, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, if 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 Will Patton had gotten that amount of screen time and that amount of of uh, what's the word I'm looking for justification with all of his stuff going on, I could understand how it would feel weird. But I think the fact that Will Patton hangs around and is given his dignity and his mm-hmm. his knowledge and and everything else on top of all the weirdness and the fact that, like, you know, he he goes around and exercises the house um, with the with the the wife who like appreciates it like that, that yeah. yeah it's it's another That's one of a good those scene thing. I, it's I a like great that scene. scene a lot like she says like you know she's been seeing stuff in that corner and he goes over mm-hmm. and like does his little thing and it's, it's 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 beautiful in its way because it is one of those things where it's like again these are people from different worlds and he is even a different world from all the people in the world that he was born into <laughs> but they have found <laughs> a connection through their like belief in evil and their desire for goodness to enter their lives in in this way of faith and it's 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 really nice i really liked it
3: yeah and you also have to think of his character as a way for them to uh or the way for um the director to differentiate the family from other outsiders in this world because they maybe in other contexts they would be the ultimate outsiders um having come from like south korea and not and speaking um, speaking Korean and eating food that seems different. And then they, and then the director has them bounce off of this guy. Um, So in a way it's like, he's normalizing the family to this town by showing how they interact with somebody who's considered the town weirdo. And in some ways they're very Hmm. loving to him. They, employ him they have him over for dinner so it's almost like a way to show the camaraderie of the outsider um while also showing us how how Stephen young is really side-eye about it, mm. about paul and um you know it's like he loves him but he doesn't want to hear him talk all the time you know, it's, <laughs> it's a really i think it's a really good relationship um to see mm-hmm.
0: So let's let's, let's, Let's get into spoilers. Yes, exactly what I was going to say before you started talking over me. Um, (laughs) Let's get into spoilers. Um, I just, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to spoil, like, some big things that happen in this movie. Like, the grandma has a stroke, which is not ideal. And I was kind of... (laughs) I was kind of expecting that at some point I'm like oh her and the boy are getting along so well she's gonna die and then she doesn't she just has a stroke and then it's pretty late though I, I, I will say that it is and then and then it's like oh the grocery contract has come through and everything is gonna be and then I'm like and this woman is burning trash and it's right and I only am just now realizing how close it is and the trash has been popping yep. all movie and then the fire starts and I'm like motherfuckers i swear to god but then i there was a part of me that's like oh the movie's named minari they've talked a lot about this minari patch by the creek i bet the minari is going to be growing and it's going to be the thing that gets them like a foothold to last until they can do it again
1: but like Chekhov's a garbage drum
0: it's, <laughs> it's Chekhov's garbage drum it's Chekhov's minari it's there's so Chekhov is just well, having a it was fit very on the floor.
3: dramatic right it was they, it they felt were... like an old-time drama when that <laughs> Fire
4: happens.
2: Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I, I, I have to I have to appreciate the fact that they very noticeably every time they were burning the trash, they would like dump it and it would disappear inside below the bin's lid, right? And so when the grandma is lighting that fire, she's just fucking piling it high, and you're like, oh, this is not a, oh, oh no. Everything
1: about this is bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. And then when, yeah, it pops, it's like, oh yeah, now it's going to pop outside of the bin. Uh Oh yeah. You know, anybody from, uh, uh, yeah, I guess anybody from anywhere knows that like, dry grass with fire is bad bad news. I mean honestly, <laughs> the fact that more of that location didn't go up in flames is is probably more surprising to me than well, the fact that the fire that, like, was
0: driven by an existential malice to fucking destroy the crops. It didn't care about <laughs> anything else. <laughs>
3: what really bothered me about it though was not so much um oh this big dramatic thing happened which it you know of course it did feel a little contrite but that It's so, the symbolism is way too obvious. Like, I get it. Fire purifies. Fire allows (laughs) things to grow again. Fire is a big part of agriculture in many parts of the world and in many cultures of the world. So it seemed a little too on the nose for me.
1: Um, It's like they should have called this burning. Um, (laughs) 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 No, No, seriously, though, Robin, I I think that's a lot of why what I keep going back and forth on this movie for and I think it's why I you guys somewhat convinced me on Will Patton but I think it's partly why I was more dubious of it because you are right that is like a very effective writerly thing to have Will Patton as someone to show the differences between the families and like ultimately I think you guys have convinced me about that but I think there are are a number of writerly uh writerly things in the middle to the end of this movie whether you're talking about the stroke whether you're talking about the fire whether you're talking about how it goes with them losing the contract like just I, I feel like this movie doesn't it just has like such a I feel like you come back to delicate and gentle. But it has such <laughs> a specific wavelength that I feel like when the narrative comes in, almost every time it disrupted it for me. Like, I, I almost wanted it to stay observational. I wanted it to be, like, half-explained, like the early part of the movie does. Like, it, it, it is... On the second time, I definitely... I kind of forgot how long we leave David. Like we spend a lot of time with um, Monica and Jacob in that second half. Like uh, the grandma and you know the uh, the grandma and David story is big, but like especially as a lot of stuff starts happening, like, there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of time spent having to having to like, play that out in very expositional ways. Like, uh, uh, oh look, uh, Jacob's heart, which has been over and over, and like, occasionally is really graceful in how it's discussed. And other times it's like, okay, you don't need to say he's strong. Like, that's, that's what's so mm. weird to me about this movie is sometimes it's so elegant with its little directorial flourishes and other times, I'm like, why are you, like, stomping
3: <laughs> over this? Well, okay, think of it this way. Are you saying that from a Western viewer's point of view? Well, yes, but
1: I still think that I can speak to Eastern films. You, you know, the thing, if there was one thing that this definitely reminded me, it's, uh, God, I'm going to butcher this name, Hirokazu's Koreeda. Uh, the Japanese director who most recently did uh, Shoplifters was his was Mm -hmm. a a big film from him. And, you know, I he's a domestic dramatist that I think um, he's, he's Japanese, granted, he's not Korean, but I'm just saying he's someone who I think mostly balances this line between sentimental and observational. And sometimes he gets caught up in, in some story stuff um, like in choplifters, in my opinion, but um, he's someone who I think maintains that balance more. And if anything, I think some of that writerly stuff does feel like it's, it, it dips so deeply into that symbolism without quite feeling satisfying enough for me. Like, for what it's worth, like, burning's pretty obvious, too, at times, uh, with some of its symbolism. But, like, I just, uh, I, I I don't know. Um, so I guess to answer your question, yes and no.
3: Well, uh, the reason I ask that is because, you know, some things that might come across as, like, trite or um, banal or whatever to Western ears, including myself, is oftentimes, like, be the, the the language of storytelling or the language of filmmaking in, in other cultures. And this is an American movie. I don't want to confuse that, you know, Lee Isaac Chung is an American director. um, And I think a lot of people, especially a lot of um, organizations like the HFPA and and all that stuff,
4: they are
3: confusing that (laughs) Uh, this is an American (laughs) movie or, but it's an Asian American movie. And I want to, Kind of understand that like there might be just things that I won't ever kind of fully get or fully understand because that's not the the emotional language that I grew up in or understand. So I, I want to give it some I want to be generous to that because I just I there just might be things about growing up Korean American and the the emotional language of that that I um, won't be able to really grok or articulate myself
0: well also in terms of just being a grandma who's talking about someone like in terms of like talking about how strong he is grandparents talk that way
1: (laughs) do do you see what i mean though a little bit like it's just been things are sometimes they're pretty heavy-handed in terms of actually some of like the main attributes that have to come back into guiding plot Um, you know once you know that it depends on him on whether they can or not once you know way before that like the movie nearly begins with uh you know her using a stethoscope on it on his heart like it those are things that they don't need to I, i just don't think they need to quite hammer them home the way they do so those again like that bluntness seems so at odds with the rest of this film that does feel so kind of sure-footed and um, confident to me i guess
3: yeah i'll be honest i forgot that whole subplot um I, I was you know refamiliarizing the myself with the film and it was like the heart thing so
4: i really didn't remember <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like,
3: like such a huge
0: part of the movie um
4: they won't let him run they won't me. let him
0: they won't let him do stuff because they're worried about his murmur.
4: My
3: the things that really stuck out to me were like nothing about the the plotiness, uh, which is why I really agree with Michael, <laughs> uh, because it's the observation, it's the humor. I was laughing so much during this movie. Um, it was much lighter than I think I had been led to believe, and so that's what I remember about it. Um, it's just those those. Um, those, those chuckling moments, I did not really, I barely remembered the stroke. Like, I don't know, it just was not, it was not the, was not the lasting impression that I got from it, you know, cause I, I don't really remember plot all that well, um, in various movies that I see, but I do remember how it makes me feel. And I remember feeling a lot watching this, this film.
1: I feel are, you, like are you not? The, some, oh, go ahead, Brent.
0: Well, I was going to say I think the plot sticks with me a lot more. I mean, first of all, I watched it last night, so clearly it's <laughs> going to be more clear in my head. But I think the plot sticks with me more just because I loved all the 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 kind of plotless or just more character based stuff so much that mm-hmm. every time that the plot asserted itself, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, here we go." Oh, uh, damn it! And this most of the time, happening. I was like, "Why?" As well, what's what's really weird is that sometimes it it reminded me of the leftovers but in a bad way like if if the leftovers hadn't perfectly modulated its tone like there's so many like them in the hospital and the doctor being like yeah the murmur's getting getting smaller <laughs> and she's like but it was louder he's like well yeah when the hole gets smaller that happens sometimes like whatever you're doing keep on doing it like that is a very on the nose line that I accept in the leftovers yeah. because the leftovers is like about people who are going insane because of the incredible symbolism happening around them all the time. Mm. And like you, you kind of buy into that reality, but this movie feels like it's trying to be a little more like with the verisimilitude, And also I just like every time something <laughs> there were episodes of leftovers where every time something like that would happen and something good would happen, then it would get visited like 10 times Bad on the person who just got the good news. Usually, it was Matt. With no spoilers for leftovers. Talk about misery porn. Hmm?
3: Talk about misery porn.
0: I firmly disagree with you, but oh like, Oh no! <laughs> so we got. No, rid we're of gonna 1%. get
3: yelled at if we talk about TV.
0: No, we're allowed I... to talk about the leftovers. The leftovers is a movie. Um, so I <laughs> So what was I gonna say? Um, but it's just Robin. It, I've been berated about the
1: leftovers so much because you this
0: like show. haven't even watched it, and you're in love with Carrie. I Boone. didn't finish the pilot
3: because it was <laughs> fucking bad, <laughs> and it remained so. And I've seen every episode.
0: Nope it uh, it started great, it ended perfect. Anyway, um, but what I was saying is like when you when you buy into that reality, right? Like that works. But when it's when it seems like it's trying to be a little more. Real, it, it's a little stranger when you can feel those things happening. And like, yeah, in constructing the narrative of your life, like I definitely have had the moments where I'm like, this good thing happened, and so God said, Fuck you, Brian, and then made seven <laughs> bad things happen to me. But like I don't that's think that's called that... trauma. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's
3: just like what happens when you have PTSD.
0: <laughs> so oh, yeah, no. I clearly am suffering with that because like I'll get a new job and I'll be like, Oh, now I just gotta wait for my car to explode or my dog to die.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so like, you know, but in, in writing the the, I don't know, the story of my life, I don't think I would attempt to connect those things as closely as this movie seems to. Like, I don't know if I would signpost it quite as hard. Though there is one time in college I was like putting my life back together after like a failed relationship and my best friend killing himself. And there was a road that I had to take every day to get to school that legitimately... Got torn up, repaved, torn up, repaved like six times. And so like every day it was like the road is very bad now. Okay, now the road seems to be under construction and it's getting a little better. Now the road is perfect. Now for whatever reason, they've torn the road up again and it's worse than it was before. And I was driving home and like I think that uh it popped my tire because it was just like covered in rubble and very uneven. And I walked into the house with a fifth of Jack Daniels and I said, the writer of my life needs to get fucked because the <laughs> symbolism is so heavy handed. And then I slapped the cap of the Jack Daniels so hard that it spun off and flew across the room and I spent the rest of the night drinking.
1: Well, that, that's going to be in your movie because it's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway but cool yes
0: but so i didn't need that in minari but like i said you know it 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 kind of sides like if they had just like all piled into their car covered in smoke and driven back to california i would have been pissed (laughs) brian would you almost say it's too neat if they had now, I like no, because I feel like almost this ending is too neat. Because like, oh, the Minari's by the river and it's called Minari and yeah. there was a fire, but the river's there. Like, if they had all had to go <laughs> smoke choke to California, that would not be neat. That would just be aggressively like mean.
1: No, I'm saying as it exists, this movie's too neat.
0: I mm, I don't know that I would call it but Brian, neat. Agree, agree. <laughs> It's your last episode. Why would I finally agree with you now? No, I think it's almost just like it's too structured. Like, we, I feel like each of us has in our own way said, like, the parts that worked really yeah. well for me are like the small observed parts. So every time this plot, like, there was a part of me that was like, why can't this just be the story of a troubled but genuinely, genuinely, like, generally nice family? coming to this place like having these weird encounters but like forging a community and just making a fucking farm work like is that a, is that against the rules like can we not have that but you know it gets no. it gets close enough <laughs> i love the fact that like the wife is with him when he's doing the divining rod thing finally
1: yeah
0: it's it's, yeah, a-
3: it's like he's accepted the environment and you just gotta do weird magic shit you gotta get along to go along or whatever
1: okay yeah you said magic shit and i imagined
0: uh david just doing like card tricks <laughs> i thought of like murdering a chicken
3: what is wrong
0: with you brian i'm sorry are you not aware <laughs> you that you have to like
3: eating food like you <laughs> have to kill a chicken to eat it <laughs>
0: No, right. but he well, said magic. We we're talking never, about magic. You've never had to sacrifice a chicken for magic? Like a blood
3: rite?
1: Yeah. How, all, all right, don't sound like it's... so familiar with the blood rite. I'm a little <laughs> a
3: little now. right now. That's you're like, that you is,
1: know, a blood rite. That <laughs> is an
0: all-time line. Don't sound so familiar with a blood rite. <laughs> is this why my uh, okay there. Cupid dating profile's not getting a lot of pings cuz I write how familiar like There's a there's a prompt that's like I could probably beat you at and then I wrote blood rights. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What are you trying to attract on there, Brian? I want a weird one, Bill. That's what I want.
1: (laughs) There's always that prompt that goes around, like, what can you do a 40-minute prompt (laughs) on Blood Rights?
0: Right, yeah, like what tomorrow if you had to teach a college class, like what could you do with like no extra work? And it's just blood rights, obviously. Excuse <laughs> me.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> so anyway. <Okay. laughs> blood rights. That's what we're gonna is that what we're ending on? <laughs> there must be other thoughts.
4: Better than ending
3: on fire.
0: We do all, I just, I just want to say like, we do all agree. Like the family's going to be fine. They're going to, they're going to harvest the Minari. They're going to make the farm work.
3: Yeah. And then David's going to go to Yale and he's going to study ecology and then become a filmmaker.
0: That works. Good for David. Um, This movie sort of reminded me just in its, in its, uh, well, actually, you know, because I ended up positive, I didn't have to say this, but like there's a movie called Alive from 2014, um, by Jungbum Park, that I saw at the Toronto International Film Festival, um, when when I went up there in that year, and it it was like a three hour, again, it's it almost sounds like misery porn, but it's just like this guy who's a laborer in a mountain village, and he's like got to provide for like his daughter, and like that's a movie that was just like unrelentingly bleak for so much of its run, and like how much can we shovel onto this guy? but that worked for me because it felt like kind of natural in that way. Mm. Um, And, and so uh, if anyone liked Minari uh, and would like to see more um, Korean cinema that deals with unrelenting (laughs) tragedy, uh, look up alive. I do not know if it can even be streamed somewhere. Again, this is the one bad thing that came out of me going to Toronto is that like, I saw all these movies and then I just don't know if I'll ever see them again.
3: I don't mind super depressing movies. Like, I love lots of movies that are just totally bleak. Like, The Sweet Hereafter is one of them.
0: Oh, Um, uh, you can find it on YouTube, and you can rent it for less than $2. Wow. Hmm. Did this come out in 2015?
1: Uh, 2014. Okay. It's it's on my watch
0: list. It apparently (laughs) made $30,000 in America. It's on what? It's on Google Play, oh, which is the thing. What the but fuck it's is Google
2: for play? You, you, uh, you just play it on Google Play. It's, I don't know Google. Google does this shit all the Googling time. I'm not Google
1: and Google Play.
2: <laughs> well, it's it's a platform that you can watch things on. Is this movie nearly three hours? Jesus
0: Christ! Yes, Ryan. it is. I said it's a three hour long, but it was really good. I wrote a review. It's somewhere out there. It's,
2: yeah, it's $1.99 on Google Play. To Again, rent less it. than
0: two dollars. <laughs>
1: Yes. for three hours you're getting the most bang for your buck
0: yeah um mm-hmm. there are two critics re- it is it is 100 fresh on rotten tomatoes there are two oh, critics ooh. reviews i am yeah. one of them <laughs> wow <laughs> nice the other is a michael sikinski from cinemascope
4: oh michael
0: Sosinski. Michael is great all right well he and i agree well, I, I didn't
1: movie. say you're great. I, I said Michael
0: Sasson. Well, no, great. that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm bolstering <laughs> myself by attaching myself to him. I gave it an A minus apparently. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It shines a light not just on the cynical nature of a cyclical nature of poverty, but on the stigma of mental health disorders in both a specific national or social sense, as well as among humanity at large. Wow. I am incredibly pretentious all
1: right well I, I i i feel like i should say something else about the the movie because uh I, I i can't just start this podcast on us just completely uh derailing um or start the end of my tenure <laughs> <laughs> I, was um, to
0: say, I thought you were leaving what do you mean you're starting
1: no you the, starting the end of Surprise. my tenure. um starting the I end of your beginning i don't like the score in this movie wow
0: I, Wow, that is crazy. I have no recollection of the score, which means... I don't know. It's
2: goopy and wobbly.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do with goopy. Like like
1: syrup. No, no one wants syrup in their score.
3: Mm, I don't know. I do. I like the first <laughs> dump soundtrack. Put a
0: syrup on it, man. Yeah, what are you talking about? I love these like some or pure un- unshooked, uncut... You know, fresh tap maple syrup from the icy forests of Vermont. You can have your
1: yeah. uncut uh,
0: goop then. I'm good. <laughs> and the he'll thing, have his vinegar. <laughs> I mean, I love On the Nature of Daylight by Max Richter. Like, clearly I like an emotionally manipulative score that will get uh, overplayed to death. I the, the funny thing, though, is I literally cannot remember this score at all. Um, I don't know what that says about me. I know that last week I thought that uh, Nomadland had cribbed I'll Always Remember You This Way from Star is Born. So apparently I was listening real close to that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this one
0: is uh, a little beyond me. I don't know. It, it didn't stick with me. So clearly I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either.
1: Great. Well, I'll just be alone in my corner now. <laughs> We've been agreeing about so much. So I thought thought this would
0: work. Nope. You overshot. Yeah, you, yeah, right. you should have quit while you were ahead. Um, are there any final thoughts on Minari? I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where we all seem to like it. We've kind of shot down all the things that Michael Snydell tried to say against it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all seem to have disliked the same parts, so we don't even have to have a conversation <laughs> about those and the different ways they affected us. Um,
3: I'm curious if people think this will be an Oscar player.
0: I have, like, you know, in a normal year, I'd say, yeah, man, totally. I have no idea what's going on out there right now.
1: Well, the Sorkin just won something, so.
0: Oh, no. At the Golden Globes. If the trial of the Chicago Seven wins anything, I'm going to be fine. It it won. It won something. What did it win?
3: A Golden Globe. Yes, I
0: know. I don't count the Globes. but no one counts the i don't count the oscars (laughs) you gotta count the oscars they're the industry doing the thing i don't know but um i didn't even watch trial of chicago seven it shouldn't matter i i saw i saw mangrove i don't need to see trial of chicago seven
3: i liked it i mean i was surprised at how much i liked it it felt like very much an old-fashioned courtroom drama that was entertaining but like you know Stupid. that's as far as it goes yeah. yeah it it goes so far and you're like oh this is cool to watch or this is keeping my interest but you know it's not like a break your brain kind of movie
0: oh <laughs> speaking of speaking of mangrove uh my daughter she's coming up a lot on this podcast um she started watching something on youtube called tinga tinga tales <laughs> Tell There's, me more. Uh, it's 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 actually this really interesting art style that is like it takes place in an area of like Africa called Tinga Tinga, which I'm I you know I just don't know, but it, I assume it's made up because all the animals talk. But anyway, so it's like the savanna, <laughs> it's this savanna of animals, and it's like each episode is like a folk tale. So like, why does giraffe have a long neck? Why does hippo have no hair? And there is a character, like, it's all just like, oh, this is like lion and monkey and crocodile and tortoise. And I'm watching this with her. And It's cute. And, you know, it's got a very diverse voice cast. And, and the, the, the 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 art is actually, like, really cool. And it's so much better than almost anything else that is made for children. But I'm watching it. And I'm like, why does this tortoise sound so familiar? And it's voiced by Sean Parks, who played Frank Critchlow.
3: Oh, wow. I thought he was excellent. I think if in another world, if... If Small Axe wasn't TV, he should be uh, Oscar nominated because that was how good that performance
0: is. He was very good. But it
3: is TV. (laughs) I will die on this hill.
0: It is TV. Uh, Even though we did a full review of it, it is TV. And, you know.
1: It is not. But that's okay.
0: Well. (laughs) Even,
3: like like steve mcqueen said this is a television
1: (laughs) he said he wants it to be tv because he wanted his grandmother to see it he doesn't give a shit that's what he said Robin. (laughs) he wants it on bbc so his grandma could watch it
0: if you liked mangrove and want more sean parks in your life uh watch tinga tinga tales and uh check out the tortoise can you say that fifteen times fast? Yeah, it's it's tinga tinga tails, tinga tinga tails, tinga tinga tails. No, 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 I'm, no, it's it's not interesting uh, anymore. Yeah, Just right. <laughs> it's it's not a, it's you not a challenge. You can
2: challenge him, and then when he does the thing, be like, "No, that's not impressive." Halfway through doing the thing, that's rude, Michael. Get, get,
4: get off
0: our podcast. <laughs> oh, you're gonna do it? I'm not interested anymore. It sounds like you're about to win, so. <laughs> but yeah it's uh if you have children and you're like oh god oh god they just want to keep watching people playing iphone games put on this and i think they'll like it wait 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 wait! she watch watches let's play of iphone games? dude do you know like there are people who just play iphone games and like they have like millions of views and it's crazy
1: is it like what? an asmr appeal for I, your,
0: I don't your know you know i don't like you know one time wait, wait, i was talking to I a teenager watch. about what her favorite crash royale i don't know what that even means bill <laughs> <laughs> no i was talking it's to strange. a teenager once about like what's your like what are you like what are the things that your people like you know tell me of your <laughs> culture and she named like a shit ton of stuff that i'd never heard of and she was like oh it's all youtubers and i was like oh i'm just gonna go home
1: <laughs> uh, Well, maybe you shouldn't just been outside, like just saying that to some random teenager. Well, it was my
0: neighbor's daughter who was over because my neighbor was over because we were having a fire outside and she was hanging out with Cora and our dogs were playing together.
1: Okay. So it's not like,
0: I wasn't just like in a mall, just doing a straw poll, you know, (laughs) it was a neighborly thing. This is what happens in the suburbs, Michael. Sometimes you hang out with other people. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I like living in my box, away from the yes. people who live in the other boxes. I Don't <laughs> like talk to them. Oscar the Crouch. <laughs> oh, hundred percent.
0: Little boxes Oscar was on the my... <laughs> hilltop. Little boxes made of ticky tacky.
3: I would like to say that what does it say about me that Oscar was my favorite, like Muppet from before I could even, like, think it says that you and me would have been
0: best friends when we were children apparently because i also felt that way i was like get this big bird son of a bitch out of my life
3: i like abusive men that's my identity
0: (laughs) this guy tells it like it is he's
2: a a big bird uh so did y'all know in other countries big bird is a different color a lot of times
3: he's not even big bird he's like big sesame or whatever like he has different cousins
4: <laughs> I, I don't know like they have
3: weird like they have you know names that are not weird but different and th- then sesame cousins. is
0: definitely the weirdest <laughs> sopranos character that no one talks about anymore <laughs>
3: <laughs> like they have like his turkish version like it but it's it's the equivalent of big bird but he considers them like his, his family
2: members yeah but if you asked them what does your big bird look like? They would be like, Oh, you mean the, the blue guy like or the I don't green like guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: our big bird, he's not Big Bird TM. Yes, Just correct the big bird, yes,
2: <laughs> bird, a what? big bird. My All favorite
3: the only way that I communicate with my neighbors is by putting up wreaths so. Think. The, there was a
0: thing i think it was on twitter and it was like the fact that his name is big bird and not biggest bird necessitates that there must somewhere be a bigger bird boy
2: the elephant
3: That's... bird of new zealand
0: is that the world's biggest bird like is that a thing
3: it was it was about 800 years ago
0: oh it died yeah was it too big
3: actually i don't think it was in new zealand It might have been madagascar it was one I mean, of those places where the people came and killed it.
0: Yeah, I was ate. about to say, one of those islands where, like, all the shit was weird, we went there and we're like, it looks delicious, and then we just ate it all.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: or we, like, accidentally let 400 rats off of a ship and they decimated it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so any final thoughts on Minari? I, I assume you're just extending it because you guys just don't ever want to lose me. <laughs> well, we, we were trying to beat the uh, the movie length, but we've already said everything we need to. We've only been talking for like an hour and a half. We could, we could keep going. People will listen to us just riff for a while, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could. Speaking of rats I mean, eating island
0: creatures talk to about the point TV. of extinction, let's talk about the tree lobster. <laughs> what it's really, you know okay uh, god damn it now that you've said what i have to explain no, it's mean, a is a very <laughs> that sounds it, like your plan it's a very large stick insect that was thought to have been extinct after like rats ate them but they found a population of them subsisting on a rocky point that juts out of the ocean called balls pyramid and <laughs> oh, um Jesus christ a a bunch of rock climbers ran across them because they only come out at night and so there's like 25 of these motherfuckers, these giant ass stick bugs, living on this rock under like the only bush on it. So look it up. Okay. Look up. It's
3: bad that my first thought no. was how much meat's on that mother. <laughs> 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 like it's a true. It's already lobster. stick.
2: <laughs> it's already stick. Put it
0: on a Barbie.
3: Yeah, like everyone thinks it's dead already, so you might as well just try it.
0: Right. Like why? Why keep it alive? Just. <laughs>
3: Developer. I miss fresh seafood so much. I dream. It's not an
0: actual lobster. It is an insect, though.
3: I know, but I'm just saying. Like my brain has <laughs> transmogrified this thing, so it is just a delicious
4: lobster. <laughs> you're just like very honest seafood. How much?
2: How much? How much meat is on a lobster or a crab, anyways? <laughs> not a lot.
1: As much as you want.
2: As much as you
3: want. As much as you're willing to break your fingers over. <laughs> I heard that a pound and a half is too much It's like just way too much A pound, a chicken lobster, that's good
1: This um, just reminds me Of my my, uh, partner is a vegetarian And when I graduated from college Like my parents were like Where do you want to go? And I'm like oh I want to go to this fish place And get lobster And then I didn't think about the fact that like me (laughs) Trying to feast on a lobster In front of my vegetarian
3: girlfriend oh yeah it gets
0: (laughs) that's like mean (laughs) it's like not only do i want to eat a thing that was alive i want you to watch me do
3: i can't (laughs) eat lobster around other people because i go to town like people don't like to watch me eat chicken because i will literally break it into shards marrow and all and same thing with lobster and i will just it will take me an hour i suck every little one of those legs so it's really just i will only eat in front of my husband because uh, he's the only one who has patience to actually sit through this ritual
1: well <laughs> I, I mean my partner is hopefully going to still
0: get married to me
1: so he didn't have a relationship
0: <laughs> i am um, when back before my ex-wife was even my wife back when we were just dating um, we went on a boat with a friend of mine and we caught a bunch of crabs and then we went and boiled them alive and then ate them at a giant crab boil because I live in, in Maryland and, um, she had never had a crab before that was not like, you know, not already in dip form or something. So she had to get taught how to like rip open a crab body to oh. eat the meat inside and she took to it. Very well, and started asking other people if they wanted her to open the crab for them. And I was like, I am slightly terrified.
3: That is a woman after my own heart. Yep,
0: but not Brian's heart. She's gone now.
2: (laughs) Not anymore. She boiled that crab.
3: I. It just amuses me that like the only time that she ever had this this feast was when it was already pulverized. It was, like, already in a dip or it was already um, deconstructed.
2: Well, that always brings up the question of, like, if I gave you, like, three pounds of crab, would you – or, like, crab meat, would you be, like, delighted or would you be, like, I'm slightly annoyed by how much crab meat I have in front of me and I haven't done a single bit of work for it?
3: I would be gladly happy that you did the labor for me.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) Some people run the opposite direction. Some people are like, you kind of took all the fun out of it. And I don't know what? how – I don't know how I feel about crab meat without having to,
0: you know, surgically – Prove even,
3: your metal. Crab, <laughs> yes.
0: So like no, I, this is – I'm so glad that we actually are just now stretching this out with meaningless talk that has nothing to do with anything. I I will eat a boneless wing, right? But I will also eat wings on the bone because those are two different sure. things. Like when I get a boneless wing, I'm like, give me a goddamn chicken nugget that's covered in hot sauce.
3: That's what it is. And it's right. usually hot sugar sauce.
0: Right. And I'm down with it. I'm here for it. And then if I want wings, I'm like, yeah, give me that wing. Give me that unbreaded, <laughs> like lightly fried with the sauce. Like again, with the sauce, the sauce is what makes it it just depends what mm-hmm. I want to be the thing giving me the sauce. So I go to a restaurant, and they offer boneless wings, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll get the boneless wings." And what they bring me are bone in wings that they have taken the bones out of. What? Like no. they, they, had, they, had clearly, to... they had clearly they had dr- clearly to... pre dressed the bone the bone in wings. Like, and I was Ooh, looking at psychotic. it, and I was like, this "They is give you the... This is yeah. It was like this is the most balls out craziest thing i've ever fucking seen did it still have like the uh skin the muscle and
2: like some of the sinew and stuff like that or was it like okay so so they took out the one thing that you can kind of gnaw around but didn't take out the thing that would
0: actually like break your teeth so bill have you never done like the buffalo style like finger stripping the wing thing
2: Yes, I've done that.
0: Right. So it's like they did that for me. Like there was a guy in the back who was like, it's all right, Brian, I can strip that for you. And then he did it. And then he handed me the plate
2: like like, so there's the drumstick, right? And then there's (laughs) wait. you're talking about the wing, which basically, as as Robin was pointing out, they just gave you like strips.
0: Yes, it was. It was literally. No, no.
2: That's weird
3: because I want the control over what I am eating. Also, like, if I want to eat that that bone, I want to
0: eat it. Well, then I guess you would have gotten the bone-in wings, which you know would be the same thing I got with the bone (laughs) in.
3: Yeah, I only do boneful wings.
2: That you should have been, you should have been able to send it back and been like, put it back together, sir. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like, like,
0: I wanted a chunk of like white meat that was breaded, fried, and covered in sauce, and they gave me a wing without the bone, and I was like, I don't even. This is clearly the most literal interpretation of the boneless wing, and I should be more shocked when I get the nugget, but I'm super fucking shocked right now because this has never happened. Yeah, sure. It's like if you you got like chicken of the sea and it turned out that it was like an actual chicken that they had just drowned in the bay or something. It's just like, (laughs) uh, no, I was expecting tuna okay with that that's that's good that's good i was of,
3: expecting tuna
0: <laughs> with the image of someone drowning a chicken in a brackish water let's go um that's brining hey, that's the real brackish? chicken
3: soup i mean that's
4: a thing
0: bracket did you say what's brackish yeah brackish is when so, fresh and salt water meet so it's not entirely okay. seawater but it's like it happens in like estuaries i did oh. not know what's that an okay estuary? Anyway, let's all.
1: <laughs> I only like vaguely know Robin, but I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna ask."
0: <laughs> ask, he will answer. He is—he is literally like Alexa. Oh my god! Anyway, um, what's the difference between a schooner and a sloop? Find out next week on the film stage. Is that
3: what a sloop, John B. is?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that in that song the sloop is named john b i'm
3: so excited for this podcast guys (laughs) i just learned a thing
2: (laughs) anyway we we learn something every single time we do a podcast
0: (laughs) this podcast might as well be saying like like let's talk about a single like topic until we can find a way to find out what random shit brian knows (laughs) <laughs> oh you know, my god
1: I, my podcast is the one called intermission where we talk about stupid bullshit you guys are supposed to be the real movie podcast
0: <laughs> i thought like we were like Stop. the fun one and you're like you know like sitting there smoking a cigarette edward r murrow style being like in today's guest here to talk <laughs> about a black and white foreign film that no one has seen
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: ouch <laughs> I don't think we've done
0: actually any black and white films yet. Really oh my enough. God. Well, now you definitely have to have me on to talk about last year at Marion Bad, a black um, and white foreign film that no one has seen.
1: Okay. Many, many people have seen the last uh, Why
2: can't I talk?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Edward R. Murrow, I do think it is David Strathairn.
2: <laughs> I was going to say he just came
0: the last episode. David Strathairn. David <laughs> Strathairn.
3: On um, um, Charlie Rose, he said David Strathern
0: Well, Charlie Rose has never done anything wrong, so clearly we should listen to him. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: oh. Let's go. Get... <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no.
0: Michael, this is your final episode, Michael. How did it go?
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) are you are you
0: sad are you having like the graduation goggles i I don't
1: know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get like emotional i'm sure later i'm gonna be like what have i done (laughs) baby come back
2: (laughs) no take backs michael
1: i know i know this is gonna be not i'm really excited though that there's some movies that like i just won't have to talk about and i can just like (laughs) I get drunk or something, or look at my phone. That's that's exciting to me.
3: <laughs> okay, I just want to update y'all. Minari just won Best Foreign Language Film at the ah, Golden Globes.
0: Okay,
1: should we say anything about that? I know. That's well, now we the-
0: have to record the entire episode over again because <laughs> you know. you got
1: to say foreign language winner. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. The, every time we mention the name Minari, we have to say best foreign language film at the golden globes winner minari
3: Mm. i honestly forgot that it was mostly in korean like that was so when this was um nominated for that i just kept thinking but there's but what like i don't remember reading subtitles
0: it is incredibly largely in korean yes
1: i would say so but still fucking insane
3: that it's a language film
2: yes yeah like it is an American it. film. And a lot of people, a lot of people have already kind of made that, in, including Lulu Wang. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I don't know if we need to reiterate that or anything. But good, good for Minari, even though it's from Pointless Awards. But maybe it'll lead to something it's, real.
0: You know, it's always nice to like get any kind of recognition. Like you know, when it's when it's the right thing. You know, like when <laughs> when Parasite won you know you're just like yeah the the fucking you know the oscars are bullshit and who cares but like hey parasite won. i brian
1: you really won an award is what it sounds
0: like (laughs) i i've won an award what'd you win an award for i think it was for broadcasting when i had like a tv show where i did movie reviews i won like some local media award
1: wow that's that's cool i
0: guess congrats The letter I got from the food bank thanking me for you know making and donating hand sanitizer feels more worthwhile. There you well, La da. I know. There I go. Oh. Just being awesome again. Um, let's let's we can end this, right? <laughs> Michael, are you yeah. done? Have we squeezed every last drop of joy that you have from you? I, I,
1: yeah. You want me to uh, get, just. Squeeze the rest, of you know what?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't want you to squeeze <sighs> nothing. You don't want to squeeze, I, buddy. I say a, a final?
3: <laughs> you <God>. are squozed <laughs> You've been squozed
1: Should I uh, give my quick obituary then, or something?
0: You're gonna just, uh, this. Wait, hold on. Wait, let me get the timer started.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, uh, your your final statement to the audience begins now. How long do I have? I didn't. I'm not going to tell you. You better just all say right, what's on your mind, right. buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Ah, this is fucking weird.
2: But yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Too long. Get to the point, Michael. No, sure, sure. Um.
1: No, thank you to everyone who has listened to my time on here, and I I couldn't be more excited about the next version of the film stage show. Um, including uh, someone I, I really can't think of a better replacement for me than Robin Barr. So I'm, I'm really excited that she's going to be in my uh, place and yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss this for sure. But I think it was just time and, you know, I'll still be on intermission and everything. So you can still unfortunately hear my voice if you want to. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone and uh, Brian and Bill, thank you. Thank you for, Kind of uh, Arguing occasionally Agreeing and uh, laughing with Me about so many Different things over uh, 200 some episodes or whatever So yeah I oh, This is weird But yeah um, And uh, what, what what fun thing should I say at the end I can't think of anything interesting
0: You've Mother's still bad your entire life to be ready for this moment Why weren't you prepared <laughs>
1: Mother's Still Bad, uh, uh, Brian and Bill, uh, um, or, or no, you know what I should say? I like movies, guys, I, to all, uh, all points to the contrary. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, no, seriously, thanks to anyone who's ever listened, who's ever supported the podcast, to all our guests. And uh, I'm super excited for more guests and more episodes and...
0: Uh, yeah, thank you. All right, Michael, you, you were great. You were wonderful. Um, it's been a pleasure serving alongside you. Can't think of any way you could have been better. Three stars. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all, right, all right. Classic. All
3: right, that was, that
4: was
0: good.
3: It's a solid. It's a B plus. Right,
4: yeah.
0: Like these, I can think of nothing to tell you to to improve yourself. I loved every minute of it. Three stars. <laughs> it,
3: it,
1: what, what about Thinspiration, though?
0: Uh My, yeah, just remember everyone, nothing tastes as good as being <laughs>
3: Skinny feels.
1: Guys, this is, I, I just, like, if anyone thinks I'm fat shaming, I've literally had multiple milkshakes a month, like, in every month of quarantine. So I
0: am oh, literally. Did you say
2: multiple milkshakes a month? That oh, yeah. doesn't sound like that
0: much. That's not that bad. Is that like
2: two milkshakes a month? No. <laughs> well, like, that could be less month. than a milkshake
0: <laughs> a week. That's okay that's but.
2: I think of the
3: vitamin D. <laughs> Depending
1: <laughs> on the week, I will get either a milkshake or
0: a bubble tea. So, oh, boba tea is tea. ooh, mm. yeah. Is that one—that's one of those things that like people probably think is healthy, but that's terrible for you, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's no.
3: not good for
0: not you. Like a muffin. Delicious. <laughs> no. Like,
3: no. If you eat no. too many boba, you can really f up your intestines.
0: Yeah, boba is just jelly. Like Ew. That's, that's all that. Yeah, that makes it less appealing than it already was to me. I
3: always um, imagine I'm eating frog spawn. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. oh, so yep. you're like Baby Yoda, your little Grogu. Oh
3: yeah, I oh. am Grogu. Okay.
0: Jesus Christ! What How that's quickly Grogu? that's submitted. Grogu is the I'm name of Baby Yoda. Ugh. Justice for Baby Grogu, Yoda has huh? a name, and his name is Grogu. Mm-hmm.
3: He's a fifty-year-old toddler
0: yeah fucking baby aren't we all (laughs) aren't we all what is happening
3: i'm a 32 year old toddler
4: (laughs) i am i'm a 33
0: year old toddler who has a four-year-old toddler
1: (laughs) i am i'm gonna be 30 in two weeks
0: Get, okay, out <laughs>
4: get out of here yourself. this is why Mike is right, quitting he's
0: having a, a half a half-life crisis a midlife crisis because he doesn't plan <laughs> to live beyond 60
1: oh okay but i do need to say someone was like oh you should watch 30 30 for 30s and i was like okay my actual <laughs> midlife crisis though would be me getting into sports <laughs> Those,
2: those thirty for thirty docs are really good. Though. Michael really is good.
0: quitting podcasting so that he can play triple A baseball. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If Michael played baseball, fucking Locking
3: a feels at the as diamond, good. skinny field. I, I
1: am. I am in fact six three, but I don't
2: do much Ooh. dunking to the. Uh... Well, not yet. But now, now that you've, you forgot, know what wait no, no you, you you're you
1: said... not supposed to say what's coming up what xnay on the sports team <laughs>
2: <laughs> jesus christ
1: all right I need sorry
2: to. i blew up your spot on the chicago
0: cubs <laughs>
4: uh,
2: i made
0: the i made the terrible choice of googling the term thin thinspiration
4: no oh you, no. you doinked
0: And then I went to images because I was like, I know there were other things that were like memes from that, that were not just nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And, um, they're awful. And I am, I'm, I'm like, this is the only time I'll ever say this. I now feel bad about how many jokes I made about this. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's get out of here. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash film state show to give us your money. Don't forget that uh, we were brought to you today by Film Movement Plus. Uh, You can enjoy a world of cinema today with all of your favorite devices by signing up filmmovementplus.com. And don't forget that you can get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off your first three months when you use the promo code STAGE when signing up. That is filmmovementplus.com. Go check it out. And... um. Uh, man, Michael's leaving. Someone, someone, tell me what we're talking about next week. Who's gonna take that mantle? Well, we haven't quite decided what kind of
2: timeline, uh, specifically with Robin, um, that we're gonna be doing, but it should be Raya and the Last Dragon.
0: Sweet. All right. Be scheduled for the seventh. I will. So this is funny. Now that I've watched like. What else did I watch? I watched One Night in Miami with my daughter. I watched Martin Eden with my daughter. I watched this with my daughter. Now that we finally have have a kids movie, will I be able to get my daughter to sit down and watch it with me? Or will she just ask for another serving of Minari? (laughs) Tune in to find out. I'm Um, really
3: excited to find out.
0: My hope is that at some point, you know, if I do this long enough, I can do like a little corner where it's like, Oh, I, I happen to like record my daughter's thoughts on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe I can make that happen with Raya. Uh, if we ever do a classic episode on my neighbor Totoro, I would no. do that in a heartbeat. Cause she has a lot of thoughts.
1: I, there have been a few, we've actually had a few guests previously who have done, uh, have let their kids partly write reviews. I think Bilga, a, Beery did, but I, uh, but the person I definitely know is Brian Tellerico, has definitely done something like this did in he? having his, uh, like he kind of, uh, asked, um, his, his sons to kind of review certain movies that he is done and like I did question and answer format type thing for a review. I yeah, can't I remember, remember what movie it was. It someone with... someone did oh, something
0: similar with um I think it was John mulaney where like they got an eight-year-old to interview John mulaney or something. <laughs> oh, or like really? the, the the Sack Lunch Bunch. <laughs> okay. Mm. Anyway. Um Yes. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. If I she... think
3: you should do it. I would be so down for that content.
0: Yeah. I've all right. Well, I'm always down to give people content that they are down for. Um also, I would—I just think it would be hilarious to make people listen to my daughter's thoughts on this. So How she much,
1: actually she, like World of Tomorrow, uh, World of Tomorrow.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would love for that. It would probably be exactly like that. Okay. There, there are definitely so. Uh, you know what? I'm—I'll I'll tell you off, Mike. This is going on too long. Sure, we sure. haven't talked sure, about sure. Minari in like half an hour, and we're still here. Um, so let's 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 tell the fine people at home where we can be found between now and the next time. Michael Snydell, uh, if people feel like following you as you as you leave this podcast, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Snydell. You can find me on Letterboxd. I write occasionally. I'll have a review of Pixie at the spool this week. And also I, I've mentioned it before, but I can fully say Intermission will be back. Uh, it, 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 We are figuring out timetables as, as Bill was kind of saying But um, you know we're, we're figuring out a situation Where you know we might switch off or something So the next intermission Which I've mentioned before And I swear to god like I have it edited down to length I'm just about to do final production stuff And it's about uh Aleem Klimov's uh, Come and see mm. um, With uh, Charlie Nash Um Nice and You've been talking
0: about this for like seven months, haven't you?
1: No, I know, I know. I, I mean, I had to. I, I've said this before. I I had to stop intermission by necessity. Uh, freelance things took priority, and uh, but no, I'm I'm excited. I don't want to say relaunch, but the podcast the, the hiatus is over.
4: That it was. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. yeah, I I figured out some production shit last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, look, look forward to that. And yeah, that will be coming very soon. So, um, yeah. And yeah, just because I'm leaving, still listen to Film Stage Show. It's going to be great.
2: (laughs) All right. Bill Graham. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CableBFG uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Billstagram uh, just look for the picture of my puppy um, and uh, what else uh, always mixing it up on the Slack channel where uh, there's ongoing debate whether you should watch Alien and then Aliens or Alien and then skip straight to Prometheus which I wanted huh. to throw a Molotov cocktail at (laughs) and go no don't do that it's prometheus like chronologically after it or something i don't know why this is happening at all to be honest with you (laughs) i don't think so but i think i think alien is definitely or aliens is definitely still in that timeline so it it goes prometheus
0: alien covenant alien aliens alien three alien Resurrection. There you go. Okay. So why would you watch Alien and then go
2: to Prometheus? That doesn't make any because sense. Because it's like
0: that stupid thing where it's like, oh, like, you know, you should watch the first two Star is like, I, yeah, The, yeah, the yeah. New Hope and Empire, and then you should watch the prequels, and then you should watch Return of the Jedi. That's so fucking dumb. It's why like you, why? turning it, cause like, uh, because we've gotten used to this narrative storytelling <sighs> technique where, like, the ninth episode of a ten-episode season will be, like, a flashback to before the events of the show started.
2: yeah. Sure. So
0: like we think that's a cool thing where it's like it's like lost like oh twist and then you get the flashback that explains why Kate has the airplane. <clears throat> anyway, um, I just blacked why out for do a second. Talk there. on today. <laughs> Anyways, movies are striving that's... to be more like television and yeah. people exp- and people who mainly watch television now want the movies to be like television as well. Ugh. So like, you know, the next parts of the Caribbean will be like Will is a 12 year old. That was his name, right? Will. Yeah, Will okay. Turner. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I was gonna say Dormer, but that's the Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's uh that's Bill Graham. Uh, Robin Barr.
3: Oh, um, well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, just my name at R O B Y N B A H R. Almost forgot how to spell my name. <laughs> um, I also sometimes write for the Hollywood Reporter, so you can find some of my writing there and. Um, I'm also a letterboxed and I think some people I've gotten like some pushback from people about how I won't ever give anything five star rating, and that's because I oh I God. don't count five stars. I've always done a four star system.
0: Oh, so, so yours is, is purely like it's four stars. Like that's the most you can do.
3: Yeah, the four the most I could do is four stars, and so three stars to me is good. I just this is how I've been doing it since I was twelve. So that's the way it is
0: cause, cause I was about to say oh great we have a new Michael Snydell but he did it out of spite for things that are <laughs> I good don't, sp- <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I not do it out of spite anyway I believe
3: in perfection I did not get yes
0: perfection by definition she, can never rubbish. be achieved
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um he, he perfect, turns perfect into he right. turns instant he turns into Bruno Gons from the counselor and talks about how a diamond <laughs> that's perfect would be nothing but light and that it's the imperfections that make it good anyway um as for myself, I can be found on my personal site, Brian brianjaroan on all the social media. And, of course, I can be found on filmstage.com where you can find every episode of this year's podcast as well as new episodes of Intermission and our sister podcast, the B-Side. And um, that's about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much and tune in next time.
4: Thank you.